They do have really cool things now, technology-wise. You know, like a warmer for the baby wipes. Yeah, I, we're gonna have cold wipes, but I like the bottle warmer idea because it's just safer. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. You know, sorry, baby, you're gonna get cold wipes <laughs> on your bottom. I don't really. I mean, wipe warmer. The diaper genie was a big thing that Lauren and Sean had. Mm -hmm. um, but Sean. still a big one. And that thing was such a pain in the butt. I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. They're going in a pail, and I'll take the garbage out every day. Like this is just because you have to twist it, and then you take them out, and it's this massive centipede like twists of butt diapers because what it does is it, it twists off so that there's no smell yeah, unless you bust that thing open in there a couple times Jenny Lawson called Let's Pretend This Never Happened. It is hilarious. She's It's a New York Times bestseller. She's known as the Vlogus. Um, she's a really funny blogger. But anyway, she writes about like taking, I mean, she, she writes from every perspective, from like being a little kid, she grew up with her dad as a taxidermist. And like little mice in her house, and he would bring live animals in. So there'd be like, Seriously, it is hilarious. You have to read it. It's so funny. I was laughing out loud, crying laughing. Like Mike was like, what? What is, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm reading. Um, and then she tells stories from her childhood. She tells stories about having anxiety and what it was like to be in social settings and how she compensated for that by being a writer. I mean, it's really, really good. But she was talking about the first time that she took her kid to the pool and forgot to put a swim diaper on on her little girl. It is hilarious. Or when their dog died and they buried the dog in the backyard and they lived in Texas and she thought she buried it in the vultures camp. It is, you guys, it is so funny. It's real life with the most hilarious, she takes a whole bunch of X-lax um, because she thought she was doing a colon cleanse and she was like, I don't really need this cleanse thing so I'll just do a whole bunch of X-lax. The story about how, I mean, you cannot take nine bars of X-Lax and not have that eventually kick in. <laughs> and now she's trying. It's so, it's one of the best, best reads I've had in a long time. Because it's not, it's fun. It's good. I'm going to get that audiobook. <laughs> yes, it would be perfect. Because she's just hilarious. Um, what are you reading these days? What am I reading these days? I'm reading um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's biography. Yes. Um, so we talked still? about this. Yes, still, it is 700 pages. I'm sorry I haven't finished it in two days. Like, I normally finish my books. <laughs> um, Victor Frankl's Man's, Man's Quest for Meaning. Yep. There, it has, like, when I mentioned about Ann Taylor Loft, mm -hmm. you're like, you're like the third person who is. Seven. Seventh? Seventh person. Yeah. This told you go Loft? Yeah. This is from Loft. It's beautiful. She's the seventh person in three days that has talked about the beauty that they're wearing and how they got it from Ann Taylor Loft and everything's 50% off. Certain days, but they go through stages. I hope no one from Loft is watching. They go through stages on having great things and then they go through stages of having the same mm -hmm. stuff that, like, I bought that sweater five years ago, you probably should update. But this I really like. Um, 
so the way that people have that's shown up, shown up synchronicity and Taylor Law. Yeah. I have had mention of Victor Frankel's book at least that many times. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I've got to get it and I need to read it. Um, there's a story, the way that I first heard about it was when I was listening to the um, web, webinar on purpose. Um, mm -hmm. National Mentoring um, Partnership puts out some really good webinars and I was listening to that webinar and they were talking about, you know, the two circles, like here's your, what you do well, here's mm -hmm. what you love to do and in the middle, I mean, that's your purpose. Mm -hmm. That's what you're created to do. So they feature a video um, in this toolkit from Jimmy Fallon. When Jimmy Fallon fell, he fell and he had a, there's a terminology for it, but his ring got caught. Mm -hmm. And it like, and he fell on a rug and, um, I mean, Jimmy Fallon being Jimmy Fallon was a pretty funny story. But um, he was, I mean, he had to go through like a couple surgeries. Mm -hmm. And he said while he was in the hospital, he read that book. And he said, this is my purpose. I'm here to make people laugh. I'm here to entertain people. Mm -hmm. I know my purpose. Wow. And I thought, oh, that's so good. I, and then it came up a bunch of different times. Um, someone else said that they were reading it. And I'm like, mm, there it is, my message to read. So it'll probably take me that long to read that book. It's too serious. Mm. Just so funny, we were having a conversation when we were in Scott's Bluff. Um, which we we're going to show you this awesome clip that we took while we were there with um, the co-coordinators there, Maury and Glenda. While we were there, we were talking about what we were reading, and um, you were talking about this book that you were mm -hmm. reading um, that was making you laugh so much and how it's kind of been a break from the rest of your books. So then you asked me, and so I love this, so then you asked me what I was reading, and my break from my normal books is something like Dietrich Bonhoeffer's biography that is 700 pages. <laughs> And just how even in that simple conversation we could strike spot each other. Um, yes, yeah. it was. And, so cool. and also the people around us were able to strike spot. Mm -hmm. But I think what's so important is we simplify this. I, we, mm -hmm. we, had a, we just came from a strength session um, in Millard. And it's not complicated to do strengths. It's mm -hmm. just simply in conversation. Um, we talk about a joy and we talk about a challenge. And then we, um, I know it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. But I really push them to strength spot, to look out and say, mm -hmm. what strength do I see in you? And we had a group that were, um, there was some analytical and deliberative and an election. And I need practice in stopping and pausing and allowing people to think before they respond. Because when it gets quiet, I think I have to fill it up with a bunch of words because it makes me so uncomfortable. and I. Thank you for so, calling. Thank you I for being so proud, proud of me. You. I mean, we, she opened it up for people to strength spot the other mentors in the room in their joys and challenges of mentoring. And there was uh, audible silence. Like, you let it go that long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, you are growing, Allie. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, well, my word of the year is present. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to focus more on pausing. And I don't always have to respond. Mm -hmm. um, but also... When I respond, I want it to be meaningful. And I think um, my communication, um, I know that a lot of people have probably heard this um, the life lesson about how most people speak in, I mean, you don't listen to listen, you listen to how you're going to next respond. And I've been trying to be a better listener and truly listen to nonverbals, what people's eyes are telling me when they're mm -hmm. speaking. Um, 
when you see joy in people's faces, it, it should be something we pause and look at mm-hmm. um, and be able to just kind of see that. Yeah, so I practiced it today, and I didn't die. You didn't die. It's important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a first a couple shout-outs. We're going to do some shout-outs today. And I think shout-outs can be one of our new things that we do every Love time. it. Love it. I would first like to shout-out this amazing mug that was sent to me at the teammate's office and became a mystery. And I was even quoted on the phrase um, board, because this was my statement. <laughs> I, do, I would rather... How did I say it? I don't like to read mysteries. I like to be a part of real life mysteries. I don't like to read mysteries. I like to be part of real real life life mysteries. mysteries. And this arrives, this beautiful mug that honors Haight-Ashbury, which was the beginning of an amazing music revolution, Um, San Francisco. Um, If you don't know about it, it's a great thing to look up. But this appears at the teammate's office just in this box. And I was like... Did you do this? It's not, it's not labeled. It's not. Right. I'm like, did you do this? Did you do I kept thinking, who did this? I even put a little Facebook post out saying, whoever gave me a birthday surprise should know that I love surprises, but I also love mysteries. And then I found out that Bob Arp, who knows me very, very well, sent me this awesome mug for my birthday. And so, Bob, you did two, three things. You honored my love of mystery. I think maybe unintentionally. And you honored my love of surprises. And you honored my love of music and my mug choice. Yeah, my choice of mugs. I like to How about places. Places. Mm-hmm. And Tess has a mug too. I do have a cool new mug. It's an Ember mug. This is not a paid advertisement. Um, it's, <laughs> that should um, be. <laughs> it should be though. Um, it's my mom got it for me for my birthday, or my parents did. Um, as we talked in the last Christmas episode, it feels like it's been forever. It's been like yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, since we last have had a genuinely conversation, but in the last one we talked about how the difference in gift giving, how I've always known what I'm going to get um, for Christmas, for my birthday, everything, um, just because my mom leads with discipline, um, leads with achiever, wants to make sure that she honors me by getting me what I want, something I wouldn't buy for myself. So I love coffee, I love tea, I always love to have something in my hand. And so I saw this came out in a Time Magazine news article about the best gifts of 2017. So not even, and then they came like to sell them at Starbucks and stuff. And I was like, well, I read about it in a Time Magazine article. <laughs> um, but it's this new mug. It's a temperature controlled mug is what it is. And so I can put my liquid in there. As you can see, it kind of is blinking a little bit of a light. I don't know if you can see that. And so I put it on this little dock and it's like a coaster, like a little tea coaster. Um, and I put it on there and it has like these magnetic strips on the bottom. So it charges it. And then I have an app on my phone, and I set it to what temperature I want it to be at. So, for instance, what just happened, we just blew a fuse in the tea in the office here. Um, because I was heating up water for our tea, and Allie didn't know that, and she put her mug in the microwave to heat up water for her tea. Well, she didn't know that, I told her. But um, anyway, so the fuse blew, and the water wasn't boiling yet. Well, I put it in my mug and asked it to get up to that temperature, and now I have hot tea. So it stays at whatever temperature I set it to until it dies, so I can get like a couple hours out of it. So, okay, I want to think about this. If you came to the office, well, there's really no way to do that with coffee, but you could basically, well, you could leave and forget that your ember was left on and you can do it with your phone, your, your, yeah, Mm -hmm. your watch. And it, yeah, then it notifies me. So just eight minutes ago, I got a notification that my perfect temperature of 138 degrees has been reached. Enjoy. 
So it kind of reminds me of when we came back from Scott's Bluff and we came around the corner because I drove and um, Tess left her car at my house and we came around the corner and I'm like, oh, that was so nice. My husband started your car. I was like, did Mike start your car for you? And he, she was like, no, I started my car a long time ago. <laughs> from from your from my app on my phone, yeah. <laughs> so I need to get with it. I mean, honestly, like there are things that could make my life easier, kind of like, I was going to say baby. <laughs> Maybe wet wipe one. That was our photo No, I guess it would. I mean, yeah. But I think I, sometimes I'm like so not aware of the technology that could make mm -hmm. my life better. So I'm going to put this out to the group. Let's do a question. What recent technological advancement? has been such a benefit in your life, whether it's in your time management, whether it's in your, you know, what new, I mean, piece of advancement in the technological world has made your life better. I'm looking for, I want to be able to drive and use my time better. So I can't do books on tape unless it's that Tess got me hooked on um, a podcast. a podcast called Criminal. Criminal. And I was like this while I was driving because it was a really it's really good storytelling. But most of the time I can't do books on tape because I just kind of get I'm too driven by my achiever, which is number six for me, to not want to accomplish something in drive time. So what I would like to have is I'd like to have a headset system that I can voice everything that I need. I can say I'm sending an email to Hannah, and I want to say Hannah, hey, here's an idea for growth mindset mindset Monday. And I'm going to send an email to test, and I want it to be completely hands-free. So it's gonna be like the next version of Alexa for you, basically. Yes, but in a headset while I'm driving. Um, I would like you to start that load of laundry and also transfer it to the dryer. I mean, things that I could do because oh, what a waste drive time sometimes is. At the same time, I need the think time, mm -hmm. but I want just a little bit of technology that can help me. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I learned about at National Mentoring Summit is iPoll. Do you guys know about iPoll? Yeah, like a oh, yeah. system. Yeah. So we did that in one of our sessions. Yeah. We are totally going to do that. We are totally going to do that. It's going to push my technological gifts and talents, which it. are not much. Um, you are able to, in the middle of your session, say how many people have utilized strengths, and you, you know, and you take a poll. Yep. It we did that in like high school classes. It took me, so the sessions at, at NDC were 90 minutes. It took me the first 15 minutes how to figure it out because I was actually texting the message. And oh, no. So and I didn't get it that the number, you had to do the number first, and then you put, like, Hannah 514 mm -hmm. in the text message. So I was putting Hannah 154 in the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't work out. I know. <laughs> but anyway, once we did, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's great. So at some time down the road, we can do a live Jen and Millie, mm. like Jim Collison level live, and we could have an eye poll. How many of you, um, or tell us what your technological um, advancement joy is, um, and we'd be able to just then talk about it. I love it. So that is awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. Lauren would love like one it. of those. I like it. And they do make them as travel mugs, too. So you could get them as a travel mug, not just a open mug. So not just warmth. It's also cooling. If it's you so want cooling. To. Yep. 
My sister-in-law got me a, um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it keeps an entire bottle of wine in it. It's, um, <laughs> it starts, I think, with an irony, and it's set to 25 degree temp mm-hmm. for wine. Lovely. Thanks, Crystal. That was my favorite birthday gift. Besides the mug, it was my favorite birthday gift. That's your technological uh, thing that you wanted. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That's my advancement. I can keep wine in an entire travel So if you see me with it, it has water, I promise. Um, The other thing I want to make sure that we do, so shout out to Bob and to Tess's mom. That is pretty cool. She's pretty great. That is, and you love it. Mm -hmm. That's great gift giving. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you love it. I also specifically requested it and gave her the link to purchase it because that's my mother, everybody. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Um, I also want to give a shout out to, I had a great, great strength session, plural, um, in Burwell. And I found out that there are quite a few people in Burwell that are watching Jen and Emily. And they made reference to it. And I kind of was like, we must be talking about something like what we do. And then I was realizing they were talking about Genitalia. And I was like, oh, you watch? <laughs> I think the surprise and shock was just like, this is awesome. You watch. So thank you. Um, shout out to the Burwell Mentors. And they have one of the coolest coffee shops. You would love it. Called The Hub. And they also have a um, coffee roaster in town. Mm. Oh, is it good. Mm. Really, really, really good. And now I'm blanking on the name and I should have wrote it down. I should have brought in the coffee beans. Um, Fantastic. I think it's, I'll think of it by the time we're done. It is really, really good. I'm going to order all their stuff online. Tess, it's like the best uh, roasted beans, fresh, that I've had maybe ever. Ever had. From any state, any location. That's saying something. It's really good. Not hyperbole. And in, in Vermont. So mm-hmm. shout out to Burwell for all the awesome Love things that it. you have there. Love it. Um, and then I think what we wanted to be sure that we talked about today is Tanya Harding. Oh, yeah. I don't know who Tanya Harding is. I, Allison. <laughs> Do you know him? I was a figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm like, what is the name? So, like, she's, like, all in the news now. And apparently there's a movie about it's amazing. her. It's amazing. Like, I, Tanya. You. I, I, Tanya. But I didn't know anything about all this other stuff with the beating and her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I know the name Tanya Harding. I think she was a like Olympic figure skater. And that is the extent of my knowledge. Okay, but let's pause for a second. Because when did this incident happen? 94. It was 94. I was born in 1994. Oh, gosh. Sometimes you say it still. And... <laughs> that is funny. So I was not able to speak or walk or while well, this was going on or it's take like in the news taking yeah. the news you know you could really there us three um, <laughs> so what? i just don't i just okay oh. so when was oj that was also that was 94 to 96 right i don't remember and i know about him now only because of the people versus oj simpson on that you watched it i and i'm a big crime fan so I think, well, I think based on that, you might like, you might like, I, Tanya, I think it's, a, it's, it's because I lived in it, it's disgusting to me, I don't want to watch it. I think she is pathetic, and I don't want to, I don't want to watch her. What she did is, and it doesn't appear to me like she's grown out of that uh, mentality, so I don't want to watch it. Like, it's disturbing mm-hmm. to me. Where I think you might like it, because it's the story of this horrific crime that happened to Nancy Kerrigan, and the plot of it, I mean... 
the plot of it. So that when I test text me, you rarely text me, but when you do, it's like really poignant, important things. Like I need to let you know this. She, and she sends me a text. I do not know who Tanya. I did not know who Tanya Harding was, and I was just like, <laughs> it's like a Bob Seger moment again. But like encryption, what does that mean? <laughs> a real life mystery for me to solve. I love being part of real life mysteries. But what I was thinking was, okay, we we should we should talk about it, and we should also talk about it because I make references to things that you don't get and you don't tell me. So we were at QLI, which was awesome. We had a fantastic staff meeting there. And coming up on February 8th, 10th, 10th, 10th mm-hmm. is Dancing with the Stars. Omaha and um, Des Moines is going to be um, dancing. And Tony Veland is going to be dancing. And also Nash, who is a mentor at QLI. So while the staff went on a tour, um, I have had a couple tours at QLI. So I was also waiting for Dan Kincaid, who's our speaker on well-being. Um, I just happened to be kind of hanging out, and Nash came in, and so I got to chat with him, and he is awesome. Um, I think he leads with competition as well. Um, and he was asking about how Des Moines was doing, and I said, well, you know, Des Moines had an injury and that kind of thing, and he was like, oh, really? <laughs> and I said, oh, hey, I, I'm watching you. There's not going to be any Tanya Harding going on here. And I said that. And you had no idea what I was talking about. I was not in that conversation. Yeah, you were there. Like I said it when the staff came back. I said, it's not going to be like a Tanya Harding situation. And I realized that I don't even know how many people didn't know what I meant. I meant, (laughs) I'm watching you, Nash. You are not going to cut Des Moines down so that you win. Like Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. And when she said it, I was like, or when you texted that to me, I thought, there are probably 90% of the jokes that I make that you, out of just kindness, laugh at. Probably, yeah. Because I have a little bit of empathy. It's number Thank nine. Thank you for it's that. It's kind of there. Thank you for that. Because, <laughs> no, I know you get it. You said some, there was one joke. You can't joke. get it. No, I, I can't. I didn't, it wasn't a lie. Was, um, <laughs> but there was, was one joke about someone from an actor in Dukes of Hazard. Roscoe P. Coltrane. Roscoe P. Coltrane. And I didn't even know that was like a person. And she says like Roscoe P. Coltrane. Like I know what that is. That's the other one I can Jay Wright. I hope you're watching this. Um, Jay Wright, um, who's awesome at Twitter, tweeted at me on my birthday about millennials. If you were on Twitter, you could see it. But it's pretty funny. Um, It was hilarious. But Roscoe P. Coltrane was a hilarious police officer on the Dukes of Hazzard. Have you... Well, let's not even talk about Deuce Hazard. He is a he's a staple of the eighties. Which of course you weren't wasn't around for. Nineteen ninety four. So I'm gonna <laughs> But what I need to think about is and this was something that um I pondered a little bit more um in the last couple of weeks with work, is sometimes I make assumptions that people know. You know, I make assumptions that um, if a mentor's gone through mentor training, they know all of our policies. Or sometimes they need lots of reminders because people forget things. Or sometimes you've been mentoring for a while and you just kind of lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like sometimes I'm repeating myself, but at the same time I shouldn't be assuming that people know. And I should pause to say, 
test you know you what that is. <laughs> so are you familiar with Hay Ashbury? No. I'm just gonna encourage you to look it up. You know what you have. Um, and I there's a picture of me somewhere standing on the corner of it's Hate and Ashbury Streets. Oh Hate Ashbury. Standing on the corner, because um, that was one of my favorite parts of visiting that part of California. It was pretty awesome. San Francisco. So Burwell shout out, Bob shout out, Glenda, Maury, the video, Tanya Harding. Yeah. So I, after I found out, I didn't know who this was, and like I knew her name, but didn't really know all of what was going on. This is also the same QLI staff day. Um, this happened, I went home and I read all about her. I went back through the news articles, the publications at that point, so definitely my learner. I wanted to know. I wanted to be included. Have you watched it, Hannah? It's an awesome movie. Margot Robbie's also one of my favorite actresses. It was good. It was so good. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I knew the whole story and I was always like Team Nancy, but I actually felt really bad for Tanya Hardy because her life sucks. Like her, her home life was oh, not really? good. She had a tough home life and it just hurt you right here. Well, Hannah, that was good for me to hear that. Yeah. So I highly recommend watching it. You didn't know that she, yeah, she grew up like in a really tough. No, I did well, not. I read her mom, about that. Her mom had, like <laughs> threw a knife at yeah. her and stabbed her in the arm. Like physically abused her. And, but That's then, okay, so, but then what I heard, now this sounds like just like a gossip session, but then what I heard, she went on, the night after the movie came out, her mom was on Good Morning America, mm -hmm. and her mom denied all of that. She's like, that was just theatrical, like, I didn't do any of that to her, yada, right. yada, yada, so. But I it also makes you wonder, too, what her mom did do, because yes. her mom seems a little... A little scary. Hmm. Red flag. Well, she's kind of a red flag. Would you allow her to mentor your no. child? No. Red flag. <laughs> and Tanya feels very red flag to me. Oh, yeah. They both mm -hmm. are. I think there's a lot of stuff but, there. That's good for me to know because I need to reevaluate the way that I see her in knowing the full story once that again. That was very harsh language. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I was so, I mean, still, I think, wow. Yeah. I mean, there. that's a lot of plotting to want to injure someone so that you can win. Mm -hmm. And um, I, my empathy um, only goes so far sometimes, but it's good for me to know that, Hannah, and I need to, um, probably need to watch it and, and understand it. Better. And you can tell too that the, and I, be I believe this 100%, that I, I do think some of the judges were out to get her because she wasn't, you know, the prim and proper figure skater from one of the prim and proper families and didn't have a lot of money you can see that pretty mm. pretty apparent in the movie so interesting yeah i will have to check it out um i just <laughs> once again twitter i tweeted at jj watt do you know who jj watt is um jj watt is a football player who does some pretty awesome philanthropical Things um, and he asked for people's recommendation on a documentary. Who's like looking to watch a documentary? What do you recommend? You know, and JJ Watt's a pretty popular. Um, I mean, I call him a celebrity athlete, um, and he does you know all this cool stuff. So people, a lot of people follow him. And I was like, I'm getting right in here. So I recommended as a documentary um, the Avery Brothers. May it last. That was one of the 
best documentaries I have seen in a long, long time. So I would highly recommend May, May It Last. I think it's coming out on HBO. It was shown in theaters one night only um, earlier last year. And I went, and it was awesome, and I became uh, an even bigger fan um, of the Avid Brothers. So I, Tanya, is a, and it's a documentary, right? Or no, is it it's more a, of a no, series? It's definitely it's a movie. Movie, it's a movie based on real life. Yeah. Well, from people's perspectives. Mockumentary? A little bit. Okay. And then um, May It Last is all true. Mm-hmm. Super good. Love. Yeah. So we did want to have one strengths discussion, again, for you to think about as you think about the greatest technology joy you've had. I love how you mm-hmm. phrased that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was your favorite song and why? Yeah. Did so you think of one? I'm going to ask you first. What's your favorite song and why? My favorite song of all time is Tiny Dancer by Elton John. If you watch the Grammys, imagine Allison just being, please, please, please. I do not want Miley Cyrus to ruin this for the rest of my life. And she didn't. She didn't. Mm. Thank you, Miley. Um, that's always been my favorite Shout song. Out to Miley Cyrus. Thanks, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Um, she did very, very well with it. Um, Elton John is beginning his farewell tour, which is going to be like three years of farewell, but there was a really awesome interview about um, how he's decided to now put family first. Um, but I've always loved Elton John as a, um, as a singer. I think Tiny Dancer is just a beautiful storytelling song. I've always loved it. But then my favorite movie, Almost Famous, it's featured in that movie. So that like elevated to my favorite song of all time. Um, so that's my favorite song of all time ever. Okay, I did not know that, and I have a confession about this song. For the longest time, I thought it was Tony Danza. Yeah. <laughs> not Tony. I found out Most later. people do. It also is um, uh, Lay Me Down in Sheets of Linen, You've Had a Busy Day Today, um, Count the Headlights on the Highway. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that people misinterpret lyrics, which would also be a really fun oh, Jenna Millie. Yeah as to the lyrics that you've misunderstood throughout your life. I have a bunch of it. I mean, thankfully nobody ever asked me to sing karaoke, but if I did, I would have been like... That's not the worst. (laughs) So, Tiny Dancer has always been my ult... I mean, I have many, many, many favorite songs, but that's my ultimate. How about you? I had a really hard time with this because it's hard to pick just one. Um, It's even hard to pick my favorite artist. Like my favorite band. Um, I have a genre that I love, but if I had to narrow it down to one within my favorite genre, so I think probably one of my favorite, favorite ever songs is Let It Be by the Beatles. I love the Beatles. I'm working on my getting the entire original um, vinyl LPs that I'm working on. Um, I only have like five right now, and they have like 20 original release albums, and so I'm, but I'm working on it. Um, it's like a lifetime achievement goal. Note, note this, Dan Kincaid. <laughs> Dan Kincaid, you should know this. Dan has an awesome uh, vinyl collection. Oh, so good. Um, uh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, oh, I love the Beatles. I went through a huge phase where I only listened to the Beatles. And then, then I went through a huge, huge phase where I only listened to The Cure. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I finally found it's a very, very different time periods too um but then I eventually found like my rhythm of music but like one song that I can always listen to and always like really moves me um is um slow your breath down by feature forestry um and it's um kind of a alternative you know 
off the Beaten Cuff band, but they, um, it's an older song. I think it's from 2010, um, maybe even earlier than that, early 2000s. Um, but yeah, it just is about, um, like, slow your breath down, just take it slow. It actually reminded me a lot now as I'm thinking through the lyrics in my head as we're talking. It reminds me a lot of just your work present for mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. It's just about, um, like, taking and moving from heartbreak or from loss or whatever it is, and, and you're going to learn to love again, you're going to learn to trust again. Mm -hmm. Um, just slow down, you know, be in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is Let It Be your favorite Beatles song? Um, I have a really, really hard time picking a favorite one. That probably would be, um, if I had to choose, um, I, but I love their evolution of style over time. And, um, so I, you know, I love, you know, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. Yeah. I love, you know, I'm the walrus, some of the really eclectic, interesting things. Um, one of my favorite movie for a long time was Across the Universe, which is a musical that's all Beatles songs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. But that one is one that is just, just so good. When did you go through a Beatles stage? How old were you? Um, it was like, would have been like 14 to 16. And that was probably about the time that I went through my, well, it's continued forever. My stone stage hmm. was right about that. And, and a lot of times if you get into musical conversations, people will say, are you a Beatles person or are you a Stones person? Huh. And I'm Stones all the way. And you're clearly Beatles all the mm -hmm. way. So hmm. I think it's interesting that we both were at that time of our life where we were learning about music and we were really coming into an understanding of what we liked and what we didn't. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we talk about strengths with mentors, it's simple conversations like this. Mm -hmm. that can help you to spot them, but help you to be, I mean, think about a 14-year-old and really where they're trying to fit in, but also where they might be completely awesomely different. Like if I would have been talking to 14-year-old Tess and you would have been like, I, you know, I love this Beatles song, I love that Beatles song, because what year was that, that you were 14? When I was 14, I would have been a freshman in high school, right? What when year? I was 14, yeah. so 2009. Okay, seriously. 2008, 2009. <laughs> so... Let's let's string spot here. Context for sure. Um, definitely your learner and mm -hmm. your individualization. Yeah. Do you love the mm -hmm. cover where they're walking across the crosswalk? Yeah, because that's kind of what your little individualization uh -huh. people look like. It's not my um, favorite album of theirs, um, but it has yeah great stuff on it. When I I lived in um, Branson for a summer, mm -hmm. um, did like an internship at. Um, at a camp there, um, like a discipleship program, and uh, we worked for the industry that oversees Silver Dollar City and Whitewater, and so we got admission to every show, and if you've ever been to Branson, it's like cheesy shows. I apologize if people really love Branson, but it's like it's really hard list, stuff. Actually. But um, they had a, um, it was called Yellow Submarine, and it was a Beatles, a group that impersonated the Beatles, and just played their stuff, and they would play a song or play a set list, and then they project onto screens like photos of them and the fangirls, and when they would travel and tour, and um, and then they play like the next set, and they went through them historically, like from from the beginning, and showed their progression musically, showed their progression as individuals, how they originally had a, you know a different drummer, and you mm -hmm. know all this kind of stuff, and so and I probably we got admission free, so I think I went oh, once a week, 
for the entire summer. Awesome. I think I saw that show like 10 times through while I was living there because I just loved the music and I loved more than that hearing the stories and seeing the evolution and I mean they just grew up together and they helped a lot of um, a lot of our world become what it is. Um, they really brought the idea of touring, mm -hmm. um, the yeah. idea of, of going and going to a concert, you know, things that like now I just am like, well, that's just a part of the music scene, but it was a lot of because of their revolution. Yes. So, um, did you see Paul McCartney when he came to town? No. Mm. You need to. No, I know. You need to. I know. Live music I know. promoters that we are. So um, I also want to string you a little bit too. Um, I think that um, time to answer. Time to answer. I mean, I don't know what song well enough to really string spot you a lot, but um, I just think in your, I just can't help but thinking of your input every time you talk about music because you have such a wealth of knowledge about it, but you're constantly like open to, okay, what else is there? Okay, Miley Cyrus rendition, you know, yeah. all of these, these, these new things to, to even learn more and understand more about the artist or about the song or about whatever it might be. So I see that. For I sure. even heard my communication when I was saying it, it that song is a story. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I love lyrics first. And, and how you could just spout out lyrics. Oh yeah. Just that like one's that. really easy. That one's really easy. I had to sing it in my head in order to to get the lyrics? To get the lyrics out. Oh, yeah. So over Christmas break, while we were traveling um, from Beatrice home, um, we were driving in the car, and Mike said to the boys, you know, one of the things that I couldn't believe about Allison when I first met her is, like, she has this ridiculous music knowledge. She's like, it's, like, on the radio, three seconds, and she knows the song. She knows the song. And he, I said, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot of amazing, like, talents, but that's one of them. So I, he's like, watch. And he literally went through, and I can name within three seconds the artist, um, the song, sometimes the album, sometimes the year. Mm -hmm. um, and the genres are just all over the place, like a lot like the Cure to the Beatles kind of thing. Um, but I couldn't believe with as little as I retain in my 43-year-old brain how much of that information is still there. Mm -hmm. Like for me to be able to rattle a song that I knew from, you know, '91, that I know it, I know, I, and I know it with confidence. Like I'm not even doubting. I'm like, that's a Scorpions, or you know, that's Milli Vanilli, whatever. I mean, I just know it. Wow. And wow, do I wish my brain worked like that with everything. Interesting. Because I can't remember like where I parked my car most of the time. Yeah, it's difficult. So, we questions that we're asking you. That's what I was. Gonna yeah. What, what questions do we want to ask? Oh, the questions the, um, we want to ask is what's your technology joy? Yes, what is something joy. that, a recent bit of technology that you have found that you really love that has helped your life a lot? Uh, and then the second, what is your favorite song and why? And how does that relate to your strengths? Um, I also want to do a bit of future casting. Our next, um, we just thank you for watching with us this episode. I felt like we had to do a lot of catch up. We had to do a lot of reflection because we just haven't been able to chat in a while. But uh, the next um, episode, we're actually going to be talking a bit, I think it's very timely, about resolution and lifestyle changes. Uh, we're about a month in uh, to this new year, and this is a point where I think a lot of people might abandon maybe some New Year's resolutions or some hopefulness about a fresh start. 
Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about um, changes that Allie and I have both made in our life recently and how that has kind of forced us to use our strengths in different ways that have stretched us. So we're going to talk a little bit about that next time. And so be thinking maybe about what was your New Year's resolution or what is the lifestyle change you hope to make and how your strengths can help you in that. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.